Hey, this is Delitra. Hey, everybody, this is Angela. And you're listening to Nutrient Sisters, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to nourish yourself. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Nutrient Sisters. For those who are just tuning in today, two women make up this podcast. My name is Angela and my co-host is Delitra. We are BFFs who went to college together, won our separate ways. We remain close and now we separately work in the field of nutrition while we work together on this podcast, which Speaking of which, today's episode is all about um, a pretty gross but important topic that doesn't get as much attention as it should. Um, For all of our listeners, you could probably tell from the title, but do you look at your poop? Do you pay attention to your bowel movements? Do you have trouble making bowel movements? And have you ever Googled anything about your fecal matter? So... Delitra, growing up, I never really looked at it. It was kind of like, let's get in, let's get out sort of situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never really had any issues like pooping, so it never intrigued me. Um, but now I do look at it, and I know a lot of people that do as well. Um, and this is probably TMI. This whole episode is probably TMI, but um, I know like, I know guys who will take pictures of their poop and they'll send it to their friends and it's kind of like a, like, ha, 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 you know, look how big this one was. Wow. Which, I know. That that always reminds me how vastly different men and women are. Um, <laughs> because I would never do that. But, um, but I say that because clearly they're looking at it and examining it. Um, um, and I know people probably have some questions in their heads about, you know, what's normal, what's not normal. So hopefully we can answer some of those today. Um, Delitra, I know that you've sort of done the research on what is normal. So let's, how about we start off with the good? Yeah, of course. Um, So this is an episode that I found pretty interesting. um, And I was interested in discussing as a podcast topic. So I know this topic may sound weird to some, um, but I find it really interesting uh, I'm not as bad as those guys taking pictures right. and sharing with others. And and now that you say that, I remember like uh, guys discussing their farts and trying to outfart each other. Right. Um, so <laughs> uh, apparently, it's a big topic in that, that community. Um, so I haven't taken it that far, but I am observant of my bowel movements, especially when something doesn't feel right. And I find that a lot of people, like in my personal life and professional, like talking to patients, um, have digestive problems and they do not talk about it. Um, So now we'll move on from my little spiel. Let's talk about what is normal. So normal is relative. So poop can come in a variety of... of shapes and and sizes, and it's really unique to the individual. However, there are a few indicators of a normal bowel 
pattern. So I'm going to discuss like some, some, some normal parts. So what color should your, your bowel movements be? So typically brown is the normal color of poop. And this color occurs due to uh, the, the breakdown of food and blood cells in your body. Okay. So what should it look like? So the shape, uh, the normal shape is usually a log or a sausage. And I hate to compare it to food because <laughs> it's gross. But right. that's some of the best analogy I've seen. Um, and it could also look somewhat like a snake. Which okay. I have seen that before. Um, another question listeners may have, like, maybe how long should it take for you to pass a bowel movement? So it's reported it can take anywhere from one to 15 minutes. To, okay. Yeah. To pass a bowel movement. So anything longer than that can indicate that something is wrong. So you may have an issue there. Um, you may be thinking also, how frequently should you go number two? So the time frame um, that is normal is reported to be every other day or um, to three times per day. And I know um, working in the medical feel that usually there's an alert when a patient has not had a bowel movement within three days. Mm, okay. So there, there's a lot of patients that, that have issues with constipation. So usually if, you know, their, their regular diet or process is not moving things um, normally, then after three days, the medical professionals will put in the intervention to help hmm. um, okay. them pass a bowel movement. Right. So um, that is what is considered to be normal. Okay. Oh, yeah, I've never thought about timing. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like I'm just like in and out. But I do know, I mean, I guess there are people who spend time in the bathroom. So, um. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yes, so if you're if you're spending time longer than fifteen minutes, there there may be something abnormal mm. that is going on. And Angela, can you tell our listeners about um, what is what is an abnormal bowel movement pattern? Yeah, so there are a few of them, right? So for starters, we know that poop is made of water, proteins, um, undigested fats, undigested food. Uh, bacterial masses, and then polysaccharides, mm -hmm. if you've ever wanted to know that. But these things are important to remember, um, just because that's what I'm going to talk about, but also because you need to understand that what you eat and what you drink will directly affect um, your poop, right? Yeah. So whatever is going in your mouth, it's going to directly affect it. Mm -hmm. um, so to start off, the first big one would be blood in your stool. So if you see blood in your stool, that is an emergency, Right. Um, you need to go seek medical help. This is absolutely not normal. And there's a sign that something is seriously wrong. So this could be like, you're bleeding internally somewhere in the body, um, could even be cancer. So right. on that I had a, a not a funny story. It's a interesting story. So I had a client once who had some stomach pains, they're very like mild, she said. 
And then she felt like she immediately had to have um, a bowel movement. So Hmm. she kind of went to the bathroom and she said it was straight liquid and it was really warm. And so, Hmm. you know, at first she thought maybe she ate something that, that just didn't sit right. Um, But then when she actually looked, she saw that there, it was, it was all blood. Um, And so that is how she found out that she had colon cancer. Wow. Um, Yeah. So for a lot of people, yeah, if you're, I mean, that's a really extreme, you know, circumstance but mm-hmm. for some people even if you see a little bit it can still be something very serious so yeah um blood in your stool not normal another one would be so diarrhea okay so we're very loose bowel movements um that's also not normal um your body is telling you that something is wrong so this can be caused by like things like water contamination medications um something you ate an allergy or intolerance to something or even like just a poor absorption of food. Um, so like acute diarrhea is typically what we all experience. You know, we might have this a couple times a year. Maybe mm-hmm. it lasts for like a couple of days and then eventually it returns to normal. Um, that's that's okay. But when it starts to get serious is when it becomes chronic, which would be that it lasts longer than a few days. Um, or if it's occurring more often than not. Like if if every two weeks you're getting you know, diarrhea, then that's not, that's not normal. Right. Um, so this can cause some serious issues. A lot of people are probably like, Oh, I'll just deal with it. Um, no, let's not do that. So this, uh, chronic diarrhea can, can lead to dehydration, malabsorption, kidney failure. So this is another circumstance where you need to either see your doctor or a GI doctor. Um, but either way you need to go, you need to go somewhere and get some help. Mm-hmm. Um, Another one, you kind of touched on it, is constipation. Um, the important thing to know here is that everyone's sort of different, like you had said, right? So mm-hmm. for some people, they poop like once a day, maybe some every other day. Um, whatever is normal to you is okay. But if you notice like a disruption in that normal cycle, then that's when it becomes an issue, okay? So if you usually poop every day and then you go um, days without pooping, your body is telling you something is wrong. (laughs) So typically constipation is directly linked to our diet. So not drinking enough water, not eating enough fiber, lack of exercise, but it can also be something like medication that you're taking. Um, But again, you know your body. So if you, if you're not pooping in a couple of days, and I think you said it was three, more than three days then Mm -hmm. that, you need to go seek medical help. Yeah. Um, so second to last one floating poop so <laughs> if anybody has ever you know you turn around and you look and you're like why is it all at the top of the um the water and like sometimes it might even be a little bit discolored but um if you have anything that's floating um then that's usually means that there's a malabsorption of some sort of a nutrient which typically it's fat but it could be something else as well okay. um so this could, but but it could be something serious. So it could be that this is a sign of pancreat pancreatitis, which is, um, for those who don't know, your pancreas is responsible for creating digestive enzymes that break down your food. So it could be that, or it could be that you have an infection in your GI tract. Um, but either way, if you're seeing this more often than not, floating poop, then you need to go seek medical help. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. we're all getting the trend here. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then the last one that I'll touch on is like foul smelling fecal matter. So um, we all know that our poop smells, um, but for for an everyday basis, it should smell fairly similar on a day to day. So if you're smelling something that's super terrible um, and this occurs more often than not, um, then your body's telling you something, which again, are we catching on to this idea that your bodies are intelligent and it's trying to tell you something? Yeah. Um, but it could be something like malabsorption. It could be that you have an infection or it could be something serious like Crohn's or celiac disease. Um, so again, best to seek medical help for any of those things. But okay. yeah, those are all things that are not normal. <laughs> yeah, lots of good information in in general, I f- like like you were saying, like some of us uh, will have like the acute diarrhea or little issues here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I forget about people that have chronic issues um, with these these disorders and how much it can disrupt their lives. And going back to what you said about you know constipation being directly linked to your diet. So I had. One week uh, where it's like super busy and I, I don't know if it was a week or five days. It doesn't make it any better, but I just ate out like at least 70% of my meals for like those consecutive days. Right. And the I think it was like a Monday or something. I go to use the bathroom in the morning and I'm having trouble <laughs> like this. Well, it's like, it will not come out. It's very painful. And, and I was late to work. That's, that's how long it took like for that, that bathroom situation to happen. But it was so, it's something that I didn't normally experience. And I was like, wow, like, of course, I know the science and stuff like that, but you know, right. the application and practice. Um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's different. And if I'm used to eating, you know, healthy in general um, and not having fast food all the time, I'm not aware that, uh, that there's a possibility that things can change. And it was extremely painful and uncomfortable. And I feel for people who just chronically have to deal with, uh, with these issues and it always, it makes me grateful when I experience, you know, abnormal stuff that happens to my body. Like once it gets back to normal, like, wow, you know, know, I'm I'm really grateful that things really function the way that they should, but that's not the same thing for everybody. That's not everybody. No. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different, I mean, even for women, um, like, I don't know if you experienced this, but like, um, I notice changes when it's when I'm about to get my menstrual cycle. Yeah. Like I, I recognize changes in mine. Um, yeah. But for people who have to deal with that more, like chronically, like it's like Crohn's disease, celiac, IBS, yeah. IBD. Like those people, yeah, they have to deal with that stuff on a day to day. And that's, right. I mean, if we have to deal with getting diarrhea here and there, and it's uncomfortable, yeah. I can't imagine how it would must feel for them who have to do that more often than not. You know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have similar changes during that during that time of the month, and I can really that's like one of the indicators. Like, oh, okay, this is is what's going on. So it really makes a world of a difference. Um, right. 
when you when you when you're healthy when you really have that awareness of things mm-hmm. um yeah but i'll start with talking about some ways that we can you know improve our digestion and our bowel movements and these are general um words of advice in things that have been, been proven to help obviously mm-hmm. if you have those chronic um, diseases that you mentioned before, you're going to need some some further help. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, Angela was <laughs> constantly repeating it, you know, it's best to seek medical help. Right. Um, but in general, eating a well-balanced diet. So foods um, like fatty foods, spicy foods, uh, caffeine can aggravate an already uh, distressed stomach. Right. And I don't know how many of you guys have been out there and had spicy food and <laughs> just the terror. <laughs> yeah. You know it's coming. <laughs> it comes over when you go to the bathroom. Woo. Yeah. You know, and it makes you wonder if it was even worth it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so these foods are not great for diarrhea as they're known to increase transit time. So the amount of time it takes for your food. Um, to be absorbed and digest and um, upset your GI system. So Mm -hmm. fiber um, is a great part of a well-balanced diet to help improve your digestion. So dietary fiber increases the weight and size of your stool. Um, And it's reported that it makes it easier for your stool to pass. Um, Yeah. Which can help with constipation. Right. And on the flip side, if you have loose stools or diarrhea, fiber can help to make your stool more solid. Right. So, bulking it up. So, examples of fiber-rich foods are fruits, vegetables, legumes, and whole grains. So, those right. are all great choices to include in your diet to um, help prevent or even manage some GI distress you may have. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if anyone has ever, you know, had diarrhea and you Google, like, oh, what should I be eating? One of the first things you always read about is the brat diet, which right. is bananas, rice, apple, toast. And there's a reason for that. Right. Um, it's because it's just there. those items are, are packed with fiber. So for people who didn't know that, that's that's the science behind that. <laughs> <laughs> It's something you just told by your doctor and you're like, oh, okay, I'll do it. But there's right. a reason, reason for a lot of these things. And there's a reason why health professionals are really pushing like a plant, um, a plant-focused diet because of the many functions of these uh, these food products and how they can help right. your body to, to live well. So another yeah. um, tip that... I would give is exercising um, that can help to improve your digestive system. So physical activity has been seen to increase blood flow to muscles, mm-hmm. including the muscles that you use in your digestive system. And this activity can allow food to move quicker, which can help prevent issues that occur due to low transit time like constipation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Obviously, the timing of food 
um, pre and before exercise is important and something that could be a separate topic. But in general, it can help out to assist those muscles to work in a healthy manner. Right. Um, and Angela, I know you had some tips to share as well. Yeah. So I would say the first thing is chew your food. I mean, that's like, I know that's like a very basic um, thing, but some of y'all eat so fast. Um, you really need to help your stomach out. You need to slow down a little bit. I mean, when you, when you put something in your mouth, it begins to actually, um, you begin to release digestive enzymes actually within your saliva. So mm-hmm. the idea behind this is that you really want to help um, your body work as, as efficiently as it can. And if wow. you're not really chewing your food, um, you know, breaking it down, then those enzymes aren't going to be able to do their job. Um, so this kind of ties into mindful eating, which I know that we've mentioned probably almost every single episode right now. <laughs> um But this is something that, like, I think our season two, episode one, um, we talk, we talk about this. So, um, but, but mindful eating is really important. Being able to chew your food. That's my first thing. Yeah. My second thing, and I'm going to go on a spiel about this because this, this (laughs) is probably the one thing that really grinds my gears. (laughs) So water. This is a vital component to life. Okay. So literally literally life so um we lose water on a daily basis whether that's through sweat whether that's through poop or pee we need to replenish that with water so a lot of people who experience constipation headaches um that's typically because you're dehydrated um your body needs uh needs water in order to thrive okay considering that we're made up of mostly water yeah so it literally drives me crazy when people tell me that they don't like water (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, ma'am, uh, you were literally made to drink water. <laughs> so that's not the issue. The issue is that you're addicted to sugar. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let, let me help you out a little bit. Um, but no, I mean, in all seriousness, though, um, for anyone who really is thinking, you know, well, well, does soda count towards my water intake? Nope. <laughs> um, it might, like, this is my own personal belief. Um, I'll say this, and I hope that y'all hear me, but it does not count towards your water intake um, because the, a lot of the additives that are in soda actually draw water from your body. So um, caffeine, the sodium, um, those things are going to draw it out. So really what you need to do is you just need to suck it up and drink a big old glass of water. <laughs> I'm done. I'm serious. <laughs> told you I was gonna go on a spiel okay I've heard it I've heard it before and I I can't personally relate because I really love water especially um cold water and so I can't relate when people say that they dislike water but I know it's a real thing but we but I agree we we need water to survive (laughs) it's just what it is it is Y'all are just addicted to sugar. We can have that conversation. Come have that conversation with me because I can dive into it. Believe me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to get around it. And when you're um, increasing the amount of fiber in your diet, it's good to make sure that you're keeping up with your your water as well to balance right. that out. You yeah, for sure. To be stuck full with, you know, uh, a fiber and not have anything to move it out to help, you know, help right. the muscles move it. Um, but yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. 
girl I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, then the last thing that I'll say is digestive enzymes. So um, this can either come from food naturally, which ideal, um, or it can come from supplement form. Um, I would say if you are looking in, if you do, uh, I don't know, you think you have an issue or whatever, then talk with your primary care physician. Um, we don't, I know that, you know, Delitra and I don't really promote these things, but, um, you can do the research on your own and then you can talk with your primary care, but food wise. So, um, things that are fermented, those are really good options. A lot of that is because they have naturally occurring probiotics. So um, anything that's fermented would be like kefir, sauerkraut, kimchi, miso. Um, those things are really, really good for your gut. Um, but also things like pineapples, papaya, mango, honey, bananas, and ginger. Those are also really good um, mm. for your that they have enzymes in them. And then they're really good for your gut health as well. So um, if you feel like you do have issues um then you know maybe just grabbing a couple slices of pineapple might help you you never know but wow yeah yeah those are some things those are all the foods i love so yeah. maybe that's why <laughs> i'm pretty regular uh, right. i mean for some people too like uh it's worth having that conversation like uh most americans are actually uh really deficient in in their fiber intake mm-hmm. so um you know just increasing some of those things that we've talked about would certainly help. Um, but I know like, and I bring this up because I have clients who ask me all the time, well, could I just take like Metamucil or something? Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, you could, but like, uh, let's like, let's get it from our diet first. Right. Um, and then, you know, maybe, maybe lean on those things as being like supplemental to whatever it is that you're eating. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, Metamucil or even taking, like, um, the stool, you know, those those things to help. I'm trying to think of, like, chia seeds are also really good, um, mm-hmm. full of fiber, things like that. Yeah, and Metamucil, like, like you were saying, I would agree with, like, a supplement form. Um, it doesn't seem like, and I, I don't, I'm talking from inexperience, uh, that it's really sustainable. I feel like more of the whole foods are more sustainable than adding a powder to your to your drinking right. today <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that's just me thinking that and it's um it's probably more cost effective to just yeah. eat a well-balanced diet yeah and you know I mean I because I think one of the one of the really big ones right now is chicory chicory root fiber oh, yeah, right. um and so like yeah you do have to kind of be careful like because i know people who have negative experiences with chicory root and it actually Mm -hmm. causes them to have diarrhea um which is obviously not what we want you to experience so you really do have to like do the research on your own figure out you know uh, what to take but at the same time you can just eat a more well-balanced diet and not not have to worry about even researching chicory root you know like right but that's people's prerogatives if they want to take the chicory root in all those things then just make sure you're researching it and talking to your doctor about it first please please have somebody to help and assist and monitor you know these supplements or whatever you're doing because too much of, of anything can be bad for you and you can yeah. make it worse you right can- potentially make things worse or or have uh, an adverse reaction that requires further help and you may have to pay 
you know, a big bill to, to get it back right again. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for, for tuning into another episode. So hopefully this episode was not too gross or <laughs> TMI. Right. Um, it was actually informative to you all. Definitely, you know, if you're suffering with uh, chronic uh, GI issues, please reach out to your medical provider. Or if it's something that, like Angela was saying, is just abnormal for you uh, from what your normal bowel movement pattern is, try to look into that and get some help there. So uh, we are open to hearing your experiences um, with this topic, as well as some tips that we've discussed that may have worked for you in the past, or maybe there's something that we missed in this episode that you can share with you guys. We would love to hear it. We love engaging with you guys. As always, follow us on our social media and your current listening platform, whatever that is, Apple, Spotify, Opencast. Um, turn on your post notifications so you're notified when new content is released. Please rate, review, and share our episodes with a friend or family member that you think um, would enjoy this episode or needs to hear this information. So until then, I'll talk to you guys next time.